Hawks are dogs. No, no, no. No, Hawks no, they're dogs. not. Hawks That's not dogs. true. I'll do a smell there. Aren't Hawks dogs. A very Hawks good. Shut up, John Peggy Kennedy. Oh, yes. Hello. I'm your host, Michael Salonga. I love driving Ermintrude of Novo Mestro to town to buy orcs from Games Workshop. They are the best crafted and, and most excited of, of, of all the 40k armies. Uh, I-M-O-Y-M-M-V. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad you've, you've joined me today. Welcome to Eldar Smelda, a podcast dedicated to Warhammer 40k. Here, here we'll be loving orcs. Uh, sexually, um, d- d- dunking on s- space elves, and and sharing some of our favourite bits of 20th century Indian politics. Uh, who said learning can't be fun? Now, on with the show. Uh, um, oh yes. Right. Um. Uh, jokes. No, 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 no. He's uh, j- j- jokes about about space. Jokes about j- jokes. I'm I'm Frankie Kennedy. I I'm doing an impersonation of of Brian Blessed. I'm jokes about space elves. I'm jokes about space elves. No, I'm jokes about space elves. <coughs> jokes about space elves. An orc, an ale diary, and a tyranid were all lost in the void. They found an imperial relic and and rubbed it. An ethereal space marine popped out and granted them each one wish. The orc wished to be back behind the wheel of a red boom decker. Poof! There they were. The Tyranid wished to be back with their high fleet. And poof! They were back in the hive. The space elf <laughs> said, Alas, one craves for his boon companions to be returned to valiantly stand by my side. The space marine said, You've got to say I wish or the joke doesn't work. <laughs> Two space elves fell down a hole. One said, Jiminy Cricket, my ocular orbs are not ingesting much infrared radiation in the visible spectrum. The other replied, I'm the dum the dum I am also struggling to pass visual stimulus to my cortex. Ah! Three space elves walk into a building. Psych! No they don't! The orcs destroyed all the building and hacked off the space elves' legs! Ha! ha. Oh, I like this, I'm, I'm, I'm good at these. Um, a space elf picks up a grenade and throws it at you and what oh christ who is this yes can i help you mind your own business youngster but but it is my robotic sex orc with working sphincter just in time for the weekend pop it over there and, and I'll, uh, I'll get to it later Yes, bye. So, uh, where was I? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, a, a space elf picks up a grenade and, and, and throws it at you. So what do you do? You, you you pick it back up, put it in your pack and walk off. Stupid space elf throwing away a perfectly good grenade. <laughs> knock, knock. Um, oh, uh, and who, who's there? Knock, knock, who's there? Orc. Orc who? Ought you be thinking such perverse thoughts about orcs? If you want to get obscene, always flirt with the green. 
20th century Indian politics. In 150 years, the headline politicians of today, your Boris Johnsons, your Bidens, your Jacinda Ardens, your Kamala Harrises, they will be remembered on these shores, but I despise the Western bias of the mainstream media, so I want you to know the wonderful politicians of 20th century India. Can you name me one 20th century Indian political figure? Not Gandhi, no, except Gandhi, or... Sarali Devi or Eshwara Bai. Exactly, you can't. And I don't blame you. I blame the MSM. That's, that's the mainstream media. Uh, I blame the MSM, mainstream media, and modern schooling. Here on ES, Eldas <laughs> um, we want to highlight some of the words of legendary 20th century Indian politicians. And uh, we're going to start with Jawaharlal Nehru's speech on the granting of Indian independence on August 14th, 1947, otherwise known as the Tryst of Destiny speech. And, as I am better than so-called John Frankie Kennedy in every conceivable way, it won't be me reading it. So please enjoy a Tryst of Destiny as delivered to the Indian Constituent Assembly in Parliament. Long years ago, we made a tryst with destiny, and now the time comes when we shall redeem our pledge, not wholly or in full measure, but very substantially. At the stroke of the midnight hour, when the world sleeps, India will awake to life and freedom. A moment comes, which comes but rarely in history, when we step out from the old to the new, when an age ends, and when the soul of a nation, long suppressed, finds utterance. It is fitting that at this solemn moment we take the pledge of dedication to the service of India and her people, and to the still larger cause of humanity. At the dawn of history, India started on her unending quest, and trackless centuries are filled with her striving and the grandeur of her successes and her failures. Through good and ill fortune alike, she has never lost sight of that quest or forgotten the ideals which gave her strength. We end today a period of ill fortune, and India discovers herself again. The achievement we celebrate today is but a step, an opening of opportunity to the greater triumphs and achievements that await us. Are we brave enough and wise enough to grasp this opportunity and accept the challenge of the future? Freedom and power bring responsibility. That responsibility rests upon this assembly, a sovereign body representing the sovereign people of India. Before the birth of freedom, we have endured all the pains of labor, and our hearts are heavy with the memory of this sorrow. 
some of those pains continue even now. Nevertheless, the past is over, and it is the future that beckons to us now. That future is not one of ease or resting, but of incessant striving, so that we might fulfill the pledges we have so often taken and the one we shall take today. The service of India means the service of the millions who suffer. It means the ending of poverty and ignorance and disease and inequality of opportunity. The ambition of the greatest man of our generation has been to wipe every tear from every eye. That may be beyond us, but so long as there are tears and suffering, so long our work will not be over. And so we have to labor and to work and work hard to give, to give reality to our dreams. Those dreams are for India, but they are also for the world, for all the nations and peoples are too closely knit together today for any one of them to imagine that it can live apart. Peace has been said to be indivisible, so is freedom, so is prosperity now, and so also is disaster in this one world that can no longer be split into isolated fragments. To the people of India, whose representatives we are, we make appeal to join us with faith and confidence in this great adventure. This is no time for pity and destructive criticism, no time for ill will or blaming others. We have to build the noble mansion of free India where all her children may dwell. Then your erogenous zones with Warhammer 40k. Elbows. <laughs> your elbows can be erogenous zones. Orcs have elbows? Another reason why they're so horny-licious. Besmirchment of Cecilonga. We battle! The, the previous proprietor of this podcast, one John Frankie Kennedy, uh, deceased, his brother, Frank John Kennedy, uh, not deceased, has accused me of harassing the family of the dead lad. I deny this and share the audio footage that he claims I sent him. I know nothing about this and I am playing it here so the coward behind it can come forward and and own up. <laughs> I, I, I have no beef with the, the Kennedy clan, uh, provided, of course, they remain respectful of orcs. <laughs> anyway, here is the audio. My name is Davy Benzo Felix. This will be my final recording. If you find this, please take it to your Prime Minister. Warn them. Don't let them make the mistakes that my universe made. We encountered the wheat bisque husk, and we thought it was 
a bit of jovial breakfast fun. But it wasn't. It devours universes until it can find no more. It reduced my universe to a husk. I know that a team was sent back in time to change things, but the wheat bisque husk can climb through time like a person climbs a hill. There is no avoiding it. Embiscment is inevitable. If you're still alive when it leaves your universe, find the portal and seal it shut. Live in the husk of your universe and hope that you die before it collapses in on itself completely. I thought that maybe it could be stopped. I thought the multiverse could be saved. But it can't. We're all doomed. Every version of us in every universe. There is no taking on the wheat bisque husk. Episode 400 will come for us all. As if, um, <clears throat> as if that could have been me, I don't sound anything like that. Uh, who would win? Who would win? I was fortunate enough to spend a short amount of time after I was in the kerfuffle in Daffle with the foremost professor of Warhammerology, Dr. Hengelmeister von Burbeck. <laughs> I wanted to quiz him about his opinions uh, regarding who would win in the case of the Orcs versus various armies. Um, here's what he had to say. You you killed him. You killed John Frankie Kennedy. You burnt his face like it was tattooed with the visage of Joan of Arc. You're a monster. A, a monster. You'll, you'll hang for this. I'll see you do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, well. Thank you for your expertise, Professor. Sexy Orc Corner. Some of our listeners may think we're a, a tad harsh on space elves here at Eldar Smeldar, but um, you'll be glad that they're wrong. Because they deserve everything they get. <laughs> you, you may have been expecting a chance for the Eldari to clap back, but this is my podcast, and we're doing it my way. So instead, let's enjoy some of the finest orc sex noise in existence. Maybe play this section at the same time as last month's podcast for the full experience. Ha <laughs> ha
The end of the show. And that's our inaugural episode over. I hope you enjoyed it. It's early days, so I'm still ironing out the uh, creases at this moment, but I'd love to get your feedback. Hit me up at at OrkyMike on Twitter, or... Billy, who's this now? Well, it... Oh, uh... Yes? Can I help you at all, officer? Are you Michael Salonga? No, I... I am. I'm arresting you for the murder of Jonathan Franklin Kennedy. You do not have to say anything that may harm your offence if you do not mention in question something which you later rely on in court. Huh? What? Huh? What? Ah! Oh! What? I, I, I was told that it was... Because it was in Belgium, you couldn't touch me! Bagpipes. He he promised I wouldn't go to prison for this. Something to do with Brexit. Oh, sir, it's not prison you're going to. Also, Alan is dead. He can't help you now. <laughs> Did you think I'm a real copper? No. I just like how the uniform makes me look. No, I've been sent to deliver you to the entity. You would do a rematch in the Shadow Realm. You'll see horrors on the other side of the ball. Where? Who? What are you? Sir, he's gone through the portal. He's in the shadow realm. Frank Johnny Kennedy, mohos. Yo, what a chumper bumper, Oki Marcus. Thanks for good man. That's all I need for now. Frank Johnny Kennedy here. Hi, mom. Yes, I know you're John's mom too. Yes, I've delivered Oki Mike through the portal to the entity. Yes, I know time in the other place moves differently. Yes, I'm going to find the orb which has got John's soul in it. Yes, I'll bring it home before I reopen the portal and head to the nether realm. Yes, mum, I won't drop it. Yes, mum, I'm totally ready to disembowel Mike on the nether plane. Yes, mum, dino bites and turkey twizzlers for tea. Yes, mum, I love you, mum. Bye. Oxadogs. Oxadogs. Oxadox. 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 Oxadox.